Welcome everyone to Up All Night, an anthology podcast about anthologies. I'm Brandon, and with me as always, or at least I hope so, is Cortland. Hey Cortland. Hi Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing excellent. We're talking today about Goosebumps. Goosebumps? <laughs> it's Goosebumps time. Oh my gosh. I can't believe we're gonna do Goosebumps. How do you how do you feel about moving on? Moving on to Goosebumps. Well, I think I'm going to be sad to see Are You Afraid of the Dark go, but, like, I am so excited for Goosebumps, man. It's going to be great to get back to the 90s. I've been missing that. Yes. 90s are the best, man. They really are. Yeah. I like the 80s, too, but, like, the 90s, special time. (laughs) And you know what? Everything other than today is the best. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. I guess. So, we're talking about The Haunted Mask. Yes. The first episode of Goosebumps, the 1995 to 1998 children's horror anthology series based on the popular R.L. Stein book series. Yes, I'm excited, man. I, you know, I got to ask, though, why did they start with Haunted Mask and they didn't start with Welcome to Dead House? Because that was the first book, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. This was just R.L. Stein's favorite. He was like Haunted Mask first. Yep, that was part of the contract. He's like, you start with Haunted Mask or you're not doing it. (laughs) I wonder, why did it only go from 95 to 98, though? He wrote like 3,000 books. (laughs) They could have kept this going forever. Yeah, I'm not sure, because I think he's still writing books. I haven't looked in 20 years, but I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure there's been a new one every week. Yeah, I'm sure there's like, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dummy Part 90 or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's time Slappy gets a dog. You know, whatever. That sounds so heartwarming. (laughs) It's probably real, okay? I don't know. I didn't look it up. (laughs) All right. I don't want us to get sued. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Arl Stein is currently writing that one, and he's like, those motherfuckers. I want to talk, first of all, about the intro to Goosebumps. Yeah, I think we should. I think we need to. (laughs) Started at the start. Um, I could talk about this intro forever, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I love the intro. (laughs) (laughs) It is so iconic to me. Watching it now as an adult, I'm realizing (laughs) it's not actually that scary. But Mm, as, as a child, like the imagery and the song just sounded so oppressive to me. And it was like, oh shit, it's like stuff's about to go down. Yeah, billboards are going to get changed, people. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the silliest part to me. Like, there's a much sillier part later after that. So I'll I'll just uh, give a brief description of it. Okay, Um, for those that have never seen it. (laughs) Yeah, you absolutely have to. A man dressed in all black is carrying a black suitcase. The suitcase pops open and papers fly everywhere. Uh, One of the papers turns into the G from the Goosebumps logo. (laughs) I'm not sure why. That doesn't make any sense. Not really, no. It's just like a shadow. It's just a shadow G, yeah. It flies past a billboard of a woman smiling. (laughs) Why? Why is it? Who paid for that? I don't know. I don't know what this is a billboard for. Does it just say be happy on the other side? I don't know. You can't Dude, it's, see. It's the word. It's I don't know. It's Canada, though. They don't like they don't promote their drugs there. So like, what the fuck is going on? What else can make people happy? I don't even know. Not G's. <laughs> <laughs> so the G flies past the smiling woman and it flattens her hair yeah. and makes her frown. <laughs> yeah. So is that uh, is that something like. Based off of one of the books, like, does somebody get really sad or something in one of the books that's prominent? I don't think so. Like, I liked the Goosebumps books, and I owned a lot of them, but I actually read through comparatively few. Okay, Uh, me too. But I'm gonna say that a hair-flattening G is not one of the books. I mean, it could be, though. (laughs) It was just some, like, mad director's idea. Yeah. Like, what if her hair was less poofy and she hated that? The next part, the G flies past a dog sitting on a porch. Yes. The dog's eyes turn yellow, like the end of the Thriller music video. Yes. <laughs> and the dog sings <laughs> part of the theme song. That's by and far the best part of this intro, I gotta say. Oh my bark, bark, god. Bark, 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 bark. <laughs> so that, that's 
that's how you know where like this is a different show are you afraid of the dark was a show where a kid lured his sister down in the basement to murder her Mm -hmm. and now we're doing a show where a dog sings the theme song (laughs) well okay so back to my point about like it being based off the books because isn't there a book with a dog on the cover i'm pretty sure there is so maybe that was like the inspiration for the the dog change i don't know such a cute dog too even when its eyes do glow like thriller like michael jackson yeah he's a good boy the g continues its way up some stairs into a house and we see clips from the show spooky clips yeah and a voice goes goosebumps (laughs) which i also love it was perfect i love it so good yeah it's really good now we're on to the episode proper yes the tale of the haunted mask I mean, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to do that. I don't know. I'm going to do that so many times because every time I think about this, I think the tale of. So hard. It's going to be like three seasons before I (laughs) get it right. Yeah. So the haunted mask. Yeah. Just the haunted mask. Well, the episode opens up right away with the titular mask. Mm -hmm. It pans across a couple more masks before stopping on the face of R.L. Stein himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of love this. representing right away. Dude. He's like, this is my shit. <laughs> You're He's like, he like, okay, so he introduces himself, and I was just laughing because it's like a YouTube video. He's like, what's up, everybody? It's <laughs> your boy, R.L. Stein. It's your boy, R.L. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's me, R.L. Stein. <laughs> He's like, you know who I am. You read my books. That's why you're here, people. He he doesn't look the way I imagined he would look when I was a kid. I, I, I always remember <laughs> seeing him and being like, that's R.L. Stein? Yeah, I feel like people like I, probably felt that way with Stephen King, too. Yeah, they both They're just kind of look like nerds. No offense. But I always expected them as like, you know, the crypt keepers writing in a coffin or something somewhere. Yeah. I think he kind of looks like a lawyer to me. He looks like Sam Bernstein to me. (laughs) He does. He looks like (laughs) Sam Bernstein. (laughs) Oh, man. RL says, in a few minutes, you're going to see one of my favorite stories come alive. And I was thinking like, a few minutes? I know, right? (laughs) We're going to listen to this guy talk for a few minutes about this episode? It's <laughs> the man. same thing. Like, come on, we're kids here. <laughs> we ain't got this attention span. Get to it, RL. Like 20 minutes. Uh, he continues, The Haunted Mask is a frightening Halloween story about a girl named Carly Beth. The horror begins when Carly Beth puts on an evil haunted mask. And it ends when she discovers that there is nothing more powerful than the love of her family and friends. Spoilers! <laughs> yeah, dude. Way to fucking spoil episode one before it begins. What a jerk. He's like, hey, in a few minutes, you'll get to hear this awesome story. But I'll save you 20 minutes. Power <laughs> yeah, right. of friendship saves the day. Yeah, the power of love. <laughs> uh, he ends by saying, Viewers beware, you're in for a scare. And that's like, that's like Goosebumps' thing. Yeah, yeah, because all the motto. books... You know, readers beware, you're in for a scare. Yeah. I knew it was coming. It's cool. Glad it was delivered by the one and only R.L. Stein. Yeah. Is that how every episode's going to begin? I kind of hope so, where R.L. Stein's like, hey, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Here's how it ends. <laughs> Instead of the Midnight Society, we just get R.L. Stein being like, this one's also my favorite. It's about a <laughs> piano lesson. <laughs> just a middle-aged man like, surprise, surprise, I like this one, too. <laughs> I was drunk in my hotel room when I wrote this one, guys. <laughs> Honestly, I I don't think there's much or any more of these. I would be surprised. At least I don't yeah. remember. R.L. Stein, he had a contract. He's like, I gotta appear in one episode. All right, let's get it over with. <laughs> my YouTube intro, and then let's get out. <laughs> it's like, like, comment, subscribe. All right, R.L. out. Don't forget to smash that singing dog button. Peace out. <laughs> Hey, do you know what R.L. Stein's actual name is? No. Yeah, me neither. Uh, no, it's probably something very boring. Yeah, definitely. Okay, then we start the story proper. It opens up on a foggy night. Two children are walking down the street holding flashlights. 
They come upon a new shop in town that they haven't seen before, simply called the Novelty Shop, according to the sign out front. Mm -hmm. Uh, They remark how dope that is because Halloween is coming up soon. How convenient. Yeah. Halloween is for novelties. One of the girls, who we find out is Carly Beth, marvels at the masks inside. The other girl wants nothing to do with that shit and wants to go home. Yeah. They walk away, and we see the proprietor of the novelty shop staring at them menacingly for some reason. Yeah, a fucking vacant lot looking motherfucker. Yeah, the messed up face and everything. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if I should mention that because I was like, does the actor just look like that? Oh, but, I, don't, uh, I don't think he does. No, it's so. a prosthetic. <laughs> they were just like, add some shit to his cheek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta look creepier. Bad guys have shit on their face. Absolutely. Cortland, did you recognize the shopkeeper right away? Um, not right away. Not right away, I didn't. Well, the shopkeeper is played by our old friend Colin Fox, a.k.a. Ray Lawson. Are you afraid of the dark's train magician? Train magic. He is gonna wow these girls with some train magic so yeah um we have are you afraid of the dark links right away i know colin fox as the guy who buys brake pads from tommy in the movie tommy boy oh right yeah he is yeah (laughs) like he was that guy when he showed up in train magic i was like oh it's the tommy boy guy yeah now he's the train magic guy But as a reminder, or if you haven't heard it before, uh, he has a long career spanning from the 1960s to this goddamn year, Cortland. He's still working? Our year of the Lord 2021. (laughs) What is he in in 2021? Oh, some movie in production, I think. Okay. But he he was in movies last year, too. Highlights of his career include Friday the 13th, the TV series, the RoboCop TV series, and the NeverEnding Story TV series. Okay. So if you needed someone for a short-lived TV adaptation of a popular franchise, Colin Fox is your dude. Yeah, he he trained magics the shit out of everything. Um, <laughs> speaking of the Friday the 13th series, that's something that I wouldn't mind watching at some point, too, if it's available yeah, I've, anywhere. I've never seen it at all. It's n- unrelated to the movie whatsoever. Like, I saw one episode growing up. And, yeah, I, would uh, have, I have to believe it would, because... It, there's no Jason or anything in it. It would be cool for a couple episodes, but just like, here's a new group of people and Jason kills them all. <laughs> right, like, right, right, right. <laughs> that's not that sustainable. No, yeah. I think it's about, like, cursed objects or something, they have to hunt them down, something like that. I'm not sure. Well, Carly Beth is played by someone we've seen before, too. Catherine Long. Yeah. We've seen her as Vanessa in Are You Afraid of the Dark's Tale of the Walking Shadow. Yeah, she hammed that shit up. Yeah, but she was great. She was great. She was a, a good part of a very forgettable episode, honestly. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think she's good in this episode, too. I like seeing her. She's great. Her other credits include a few episodes of the new Ghost Rider Mysteries and a role in a TV movie called Crossing the Line, where she's credited as Tiger Captain. Oh my, that sounds fierce. Yeah, I didn't look any more into it because uh, the truth cannot be any better than what I'm picturing. (laughs) Right, I know, right? (laughs) Her friend, whose name is Sabrina, is played by, I shit you not, Cortland, Catherine Short. (laughs) So they have Catherine Long and Catherine Short? It's even spelled the same way, Catherine with a Y. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) who did the casting for this show? Like, they did that on purpose. (laughs) They had to have. I mean, this other Catherine is in this episode of Goosebumps and mm-hmm. some other episodes of Goosebumps. Oh, nice. So we'll see her again? That's her career. Um, she went off yeah, on there top, was just, right? There was just barely room enough in Hollywood for one Catherine. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And I think they picked the right Catherine, so. Yeah. The good one absorbed the other one. <laughs> That's how she got long. Back to the story, the two girls are walking through a field of smashed and rotting pumpkins. Oh, I love those songs. 1979, (laughs) am I right? Sabrina is giving Carly Beth some guff about waiting so long to get a pumpkin. Suddenly, Carly Beth turns around and says she hears breathing and footsteps. Sabrina stops breathing and stepping long enough to say, Yeah, Carly Beth, I think someone is out there, and grabs her on the shoulder, which makes her jump. Carly Beth, and from here on, I'm going to call her CB because I am not saying carly beth it's so many syllables yeah no i I don't like how it sounds carly beth it's so much it it is and they say her name like a hundred times in this episode they do they just love saying carly beth they do carly beth is like 
the name of a doll from the 1960s. Yes. So CB doesn't think that that was very cool at all. They just decide they're going to get a pumpkin and go home. They're just going to take one? Yeah. It's, that's it. the thing. It's like nine o'clock. It's dark. No one is there. They're, they're in a pumpkin patch, but they're just going to go grab a pumpkin and go home. Like, yeah. those are someone's pumpkins. It's someone's pumpkins. Did you notice the weird flashlight that Carly Beth has? No. It's not like a flashlight. It's like this handheld, like, lantern kind of thing. It's weird. I did notice that they, like, had the flashlights and they were on, but they weren't using them. They weren't flashing in front of them or anything. They just kind of had them on and were walking. <laughs> it's because it's bright out there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they do not need them. CB complains that all the pumpkins are rotten. But two seconds later says that she's found a good one. Uh, the hay near the pumpkin starts to rustle. And a hand pops out in slow motion as we cut to commercial. Dude, you know that that is how the first fucking chapter ended in this book. Like, I oh, didn't yeah. read a whole lot of Goosebumps, but <laughs> I know that they were always like, and then the monster ripped me to shreds and I died on the spot. And then the next chapter would be like, oh, just kidding. <laughs> and that happens like ten times in this episode. <laughs> like... I don't know if it's just because it's the first episode or if this is how the series is going to be, but, like, you can tell where the chapter end is based on yeah. that kind of shit. They build Arl the Stein, tension and then... Yeah, it's so, like, oh, and then I fell off a cliff and fell to my death. And the next chapter's like, I thought as I looked over the cliff. Like, shut the fuck up, Arl Stein. The beginning of every chapter is, I woke up and it was a dream. Ugh. As we come back from commercial to see the pumpkin stand up. And two pumpkin-headed figures surround CB. She screams out for her friend Sabrina to help. But Serena just stands there doing fucking nothing. Sabrina's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was so funny. She's like, Sabrina! Sabrina, help! They're killing me! And Sabrina's just like, oh oh no. (laughs) She's just like, "Eh, well, I'll be the true Catherine then, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The two pumpkin people take their heads off to reveal two young boys which Sabrina recognizes right away as Chuck and Steve. Sabrina seems surprised to see them, but I thought she had to be in on it. Fucking Steve and Chuck. God damn these assholes. (laughs) Yeah, they're terrible. The boys laugh at her as she storms off. CB complains to Sabrina that the two boys are always pranking her, and only her. Sabrina assures her that it's only because she's afraid of everything. It's your fault. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She warns that maybe someday they will know how it feels to be afraid and walks off. We see the shopkeeper again staring at the two girls walking away. Yeah, because maybe it's his pumpkin patch. What's up with this guy? Why was he there? Was that pumpkin patch right next to the shop? That's what I'm thinking, yeah, for some reason. I don't know. It's better not to think about it, I think, quite frankly. (laughs) No, no, please don't. So CB gets home. And calls out for her family. Her mom welcomes her. And CB jumps. Yeah. Like she really is afraid of everything. She's scared of her mom. Yeah. I mean, who's to say what their family life she's is like? She's like, mom, but... are you here? And her mom's like, yes. And she's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> great. <laughs> her mom proceeds to show CB a mask that she made in art class. And uh, it's incredibly oh ugly. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it so is amazing. A, it is an ugly, blonde, Prince Valiant-looking abomination. It's this lifeless-looking <laughs> bust of Carly Beth's head. <laughs> so good. So it's a hideous mask, and CB roasts herself hard by immediately recognizing it as herself. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a 45-year-old man. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> She then doubles down on the burn by asking why her mother would want anything that looks like her. Yeah, right? (laughs) I didn't get that, but... She's got low self-esteem. She's scared of everything, and she has low self-esteem. She does, yeah. You're right. She's a mess. But we love her. (laughs) We do. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine Long, if you'd like to be on our show. (laughs) (laughs) She puts the mask back and is once again scared by something. She tells her mom that the mask smiled at her. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. She says, It's mouth open and it smiled at me. Honey, but you're letting this Halloween stuff get to you. Oh my god, I love it. I laughed at that, that line delivery for Dude. so long. I listened to it like five times. <laughs> and it smiled at me. Does she kind of remind you a little bit of Tommy Wiseau in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> 
She didn't, but I can see what you're saying now that you said it. <laughs> She's got some Wiseau energy. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. I don't know if that's like a a praise to her abilities or if it's like a negative on Tommy's part, you know? Because like, does Tommy just act like a child? I think so. I think, yeah. I think that's it. Uh, her mom, who must be used to this kind of shit by now, simply mm. tells her that she's being dumb and that her duck costume is all ready and it's on her bed. Her duck costume! <laughs> yes, I love I love it. You know, I watched this episode when it premiered and I totally, like, I didn't remember anything, but I especially didn't remember the duck costume. <laughs> no, and it plays a very prominent role. <laughs> it does, yeah. I was just like, fuck yes, duck costume, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear it. <laughs> yeah, me too. So CB's like, huh? What damn duck costume? And her mom is like, duh. You remember we were at the mall and you said you wanted to be a duck for Halloween? Oh my God. That's such a mom thing. <laughs> yeah. Remember when you just casually mentioned one time in your life how it would be cool to be a duck for Halloween? Yeah. <laughs> I made you a whole costume without you noticing. She probably just walk- walked past like a painting of a duck or something and she was like, oh. Ducks are cute, and her mom was like, well, that's what you're being for Halloween, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Mom's the best, though. Like, how nice is that to make her a fucking duck costume? Yeah. Like, she's shitty at making masks, but her duck costume (laughs) looks... It's all that. Great. (laughs) It's great. So her mom says it will be cute to wear the duck costume, and she walks away. CB loudly says to nobody that she don't want to be cute. She wants to be scary. (laughs) The camera pulls in on the mask of Carly Beth, and it does indeed smile. Oh my god, I loved that. It was so funny. (laughs) It doesn't open its mouth and smile. It is a very tight-lipped smile. It is, yeah. dude. It gives a quick little smirk. This is what I rewound like ten times, because I seen that and I was just... I was crying laughing. It's so good. What's the deal with this this mask, though? Because this mask is just one her mom made yeah so she doesn't even have the haunted mask yet at this point no so this is not the haunted mask folks what the fuck is going on with carly beth (laughs) what's happening (laughs) to her you put you put on one mask and it smiles at you like shame on the mask every mask that you're around smiles shame on you exactly i don't know it's gonna be important i'm sure but like why why did it smile is her mom a witch? <laughs> she may be. So Carly Beth's mom is played by Brenda Bazinette. She's oh. been in a ton of stuff as well, including oh, okay. also being in Friday the 13th, the series. Oh, right. Apparently, hopefully that's just a staple. I don't know. Yeah, that's going to be the thing instead of Arthur. Well, hold on, Brandon, before we go on. Are there a lot of parents in these shows? Do you know? Like, are is it like Are You Afraid oh. of the Dark where the parents are just kind of like sidelined? Um, I don't think there's, like, a lot of episodes where parents are heavily featured, but I think Goosebumps has more episodes where the kids have parents instead of just, you know, you assume that they have parents. Okay. She was also in an episode of Alfred Hitchcock Presents, another anthology Mm. show. I'm really interested to see that one, too. Yeah, and just last year she was in something called Utopia Falls, some kind of sci-fi thing. But she's still working, so... Good Good for for her. her. Yeah, that's great. So CB walks upstairs to her room. She hears someone (laughs) quacking in her room. And this obviously makes her very anxious. (laughs) (laughs) The kid is in her room. Spoilers, it's a little kid. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, quack, 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 quack. What the fuck is going on in there? (laughs) I don't know. Is he just prepping himself up? I don't know. Is it like Mighty Ducks? Quack. Quack. <laughs> yeah. He's in there getting ready to hit the knuckle puck. <laughs> so she approaches the door slowly and opens it. And it is a very long sequence of her opening the door. Oh my it's God, like 20 yeah. seconds long. And keep in mind the entire time there's a human being quacking on the other side of the door. <laughs> there's a couple of scenes that it just takes a little bit too long. Like they're trying to pan out the time or something. This being one of them. Yeah, they're trying to build this as a very scary thing, but even us, as a viewer, not knowing that she has a little brother, we know that there's nothing scary on the other side of the store. Yeah, it's fucking quacking. God. Yeah. So her brother jumps out of the room and tackles her to the ground. Feathers <laughs> flying everywhere. 
So maybe she's not so great at costume making after all. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like those feathers are just everywhere. Like that kid fucking ruined her costume, but whatever. Yeah. Hopefully it can be fixed. All of a sudden, Carly Beth is very possessive of her precious duck costume and she wants it back. Her brother just proceeds to make fun of her for being a scaredy cat. And now I kind of feel sorry for her because her mom, her brother, her best friend apparently, and the school bullies all are just like, this girl fucking sucks, let's make fun of her. Yeah. Not quite Jill from Are You Afraid of the Dark's Tale of the Final Wish kind of thing, but still. Everybody hates her. I mean, yeah. they don't, I don't think they hate her. They just No, like, they don't hate her. They just abuse her mentally. Maybe, yeah. like, maybe they're just... Because even I, we're like six minutes into the episode now, and even I'm like kind of annoyed by this girl because it's just <laughs> like, you know, you can't be scared of literally everything. Yeah. Like, at some point, it's just like, oh, come on, open your bedroom door. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and the newest Goosebumps fan. Thank you so much for listening into the next chapter of our podcast. People have been super excited for us to move over to Goosebumps, and I hope you'll enjoy our brand of comedy as we laugh through every episode. I hope you take a moment to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash private island and consider becoming a patron for as little as $1 a month. We've got hours and hours of content already available for you there, including early release episodes, bonus episodes, and so much more. I'd like to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth Eddie, Mia, Tristan, and Venice Witch, the Silver Goth Shane, Evelyn, Stephen, Matt, Geraldine, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days Faith, Sarah and Angela, and the Platinum Bostics, Bryce, Kathy, and Matt. Thank you so much, everyone. Our show wouldn't be the same without you. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Private Island Presents and on Twitter at PRVT Island. We work hard to make hilarious GIFs, memes, videos, and so much more for you to enjoy that truly enhances our podcast experience. You don't want to miss out on all the content that we're going to be creating for Goosebumps. For a quick link to our Patreon, the Instagram, YouTube page, merch store, and more, check out the episode description. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for his work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Star from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. His new Goosebumps piece may be my favorite yet. For this season, I'd like to get back to promo swapping with other podcasters to cross-promote our shows and hopefully help others find shows to love. So starting next week, I'm going to be playing some more promos. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us on this journey through all things horror anthology. I'm beyond excited to work our way through Goosebumps and more. But for now, I'll let you get back to the first part of The Haunted Mask. Talk to you next week for part two. Bye, everybody. We cut to daytime, and in a park, a girl is dressed like a doll and pulls a green oh. block of wood from a bag and excitedly bites into it. Now, Corbin, yeah. I don't think this is a green block of wood, but I have no idea what this was. It's a sandwich. Um, I think it's like rye bread, maybe? It looked foul for some yeah, reason. Definitely. This seems so fucking weird, man. It, yeah. CB and Sabrina sit at a table when our old pals Chuck and Steve show up to scare her for, uh, is it now like the 80th time? Yeah, something like that. So they pretend to apologize to her while actually stuffing her sandwich with worms. Dude, how... Okay, I have a couple of things that I need to say about this scene. I noticed that um, not all the children are eating. So there's a bunch of kids out here. I think it's lunchtime at school, and... Not every kid is eating. Like, most of them are just staring at Carly Beth um, at blank tables. But every kid that does have, like, a sandwich, it's all always wrapped in this parchment paper for some reason, which made no sense to me. Why isn't it in, like, a Ziploc bag or something? It was just just weird. It was weird. It's Canada, man. I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, these boys make fun of her because she's easy to scare. Mm -hmm. At least that's the excuse we're given but putting worms in someone's sandwich isn't a way to scare them necessarily that's just tormenting somebody that's just yeah that's just cruel torment and everyone would be like worms like anybody yeah they would take a bite of the sandwich and be like what the fuck you know yeah you don't have to be a carly beth to not want that 
The boys stand back and watch as it takes Carly Beth three full bites of the sandwich before she realizes that worms don't belong in a sandwich. Oh, dude. She's just like, hum. And then it cuts and she's like, hum. And then she goes, hum. It's so great. Yeah. She's like almost done with the sandwich before she notices. (laughs) But she does notice. Uh, Everyone points and laughs at her. And she runs away. Yeah. Not a great prank. No, it's not. Fun, I, fun in quotes, fact, they were going to use a rubber worm in the scene, but Catherine Long insisted on eating a real worm no. to make it realistic. Okay, so they didn't need to do that because it didn't even show her chomping into the no, worm. No, no, not at, it doesn't enhance the scene at all. No. But, Why would they you know, use that? she's just uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Yeah, she's a tour de force, and she says, it's my way or the highway. We're going to cancel this whole project. (laughs) She's like, everyone call me Carly Beth off set. Like, I wasn't even going to mention the actors who play Chuck and Steve originally, because, you know, they don't matter much. And the guy who plays Steve, George Kinemis, is in nothing other than a small part in Tommy Boy, which I guess is going to be another thing. Yeah, apparently Everyone's in Tommy Boy and Friday the 13th. But the other guy... Chuck yeah. is played by Amos Crowley. Oh, uh, that name sounds familiar. Did you not recognize him? No, I don't think so. Is he the smaller one? He's a, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. His name, is that um, Amos Crowley? Is that Ethan? It's Ethan okay. Cakes from The Tale of the Ghastly Grinner. No, I didn't even recognize him a little bit, which is weird. So, almost everyone in this show so far has been in Are You Afraid of the Dark? I love it. I can't wait to see more. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice transition between shows, I think. Yeah. Like I said, I, I knew that there was a lot because, like, when I went on IMDb for the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, I seen Goosebumps pop up a lot. So much so that I just stopped saying it, if unless I had to, <laughs> yeah. if it was, like, the only thing they were in. So one of the one of the things I'm really excited about with this part of the show is uh, seeing these kids in 1995, you know, seeing how they grew up a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Like, I can't wait for the Buzz episode. Wasn't he in one of these? I feel like we talked about that years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. Carly Beth goes back home to her room and cries because, of course, she does. Like, I I would, too. I would, too, yeah. That was dramatic. But she takes out her frustration on the poor duck costume. Tears that thing to shreds. She's like, <laughs> she, rips it up. she slams it around her bed. Uh, this is the part where I thought maybe she was a little bit Tommy. A little Tommy. She's like, I'm up with a swirl. <laughs> rips up that costume. Everybody betray me. I don't have a friend in the world. <laughs> she then raids her money stash for her $30 life savings and heads off to the novelty shop. Before she heads off, she brushes her hair for a second, though. <laughs> for some she reason. does. She's like, I gotta look my best. And she brushes her brushes one side of her hair, then the other, and she calls it good, and she goes out that door. So she gets to the novelty shop, and she begins looking around, and she thinks that all this shit is awesome, which is surprising, considering all the things that she's been freaked out about. Right, I thought the same thing. But, to her credit... Uh, that shop looks freaking dope as hell. So yeah, it is. Those, those masks I, are. Amazing. I would want to go in there. They're they're high quality masks. I worked at a Halloween City, and these masks are way better than the shit that we sold. <laughs> How much do you think one of these masks would cost, dude? Some of the masks when I was working there ranged from like, I think the highest one was sixty dollars for like a a really nice Michael Myers mask. Mm-hmm. The cheap ones I think were like the ones that were just like the plastic thing were like. $15, I think. So most of them were between, like, 20 and 40 They ain't cheap, is what I'm trying to say. You get what you pay for, man. I mean, this Max. was, like, 10 years ago, too, so... I don't know how price inflation worked. I was just thinking about that the other day, because we're in 1995 in this Goosebumps episode, right? Mm-hmm. And video games, I remember specifically being, like, new video games were, like, $60 at that time still. And today, they are still $60. So I'd assume that the masks were probably 20 to 40 Maybe 60 for the good ones. Yeah. Maybe like 60 for the good ones. And nowadays, masks have like DLC microtransactions. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, just get this like extra mustache you can clip onto the mask. Dude. I mean, we had to upsell when I was there. Like, oh, you know what would go great with this wig? This makeup. 
I never did that. I, I, had... I was more I was more of a makeup guy than a mask guy. Yeah, me too. I never cared for masks. They just look the so best. The best shitty. mask I ever had, Halloween mask at least, was a Jurassic Park. Do you remember the Halloween costumes where it would just be a onesie with a picture of the <laughs> thing that you were on it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> and the little cheap plastic mask. Yeah. I had a Jurassic Park Velociraptor costume, and it just had a picture of a Velociraptor on my chest. And then <laughs> a flat Velociraptor plastic mask, which didn't look very good. That's amazing, Brandon. But man, I thought I was badass. I was like, I am a Velociraptor. <laughs> you were like opening doors and shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was clever girling it all over. Oh my god. I can picture it. It looks incredible. <laughs> CB is examining some sunglasses, and the creepo shopkeeper finally notices her and shouts, What are you doing here? Apparently the store's closed. This business practice of this guy, I don't know. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's worse than Sardo. Yeah, he says that the store's closed, but it's not closed. She walked right in. Yeah. He agrees to give her five minutes to pick out a mask. He goes and loudly yells at somebody on the phone about some kind of chemical he needs while she looks for masks. Did you catch much of this phone conversation? Not really. Um, I was kind of I was kind of listening to it, and then I realized it was just uninteresting and unrelated to the story, so I just ignored it. I wondered if it was related to the story, and it's like this is uh, <laughs> like some lore we're getting in the background where he's like, oh, I told you not to send me those haunted masks or something but i don't know i didn't catch didn't i don't catch much except some kind of chemical she notices the door to the back room is open and all of a sudden she is very bold so she just walks right in yeah i don't understand that because there's so much in the front end of the store to look at like she just glossed over everything and went right to the back room she's just like oh jean shallot mask gorilla mask <laughs> this oh, shit's garbage here? yeah everybody knows good stuff's in the back <laughs> Spoilers, the girl who not. took a minute to gain the courage to open her own bedroom door is now just like, I'm going <laughs> to trespass back here. It's a new day. It's a new Carla bath. It's not really, <laughs> though. It's, it's the same day. Yeah. The back room looks like some sort of laboratory. There's vials and flasks with blue goo. Yes, classic. So we also see six grotesque hellraiser cenobite looking masks Ah, that's what i thought too i was gonna ask you if you got hellraiser vibes from them because i totally yeah yes definitely so good the masks look amazing still like like the masks in the front looked great these ones look incredible these ones i feel like were made specifically for the show by somebody who knows how to make masks and the ones in front were just mass produced definitely yes decent quality but still these are like custom made yeah but like you got you got like the fat cinnabite and you got like the shattered jaw cinnabite right there and the, yeah. it was good it was hellraiser's like quality stuff i don't know who did the like the makeup and design and stuff for these but they did a really good job yeah they're fantastic cb notices the green goblin looking mask which is by <laughs> far the best looking mask of the bunch yeah agreed uh she goes she to touch taste. it and there's a shot where the mask kind of opens its eyes yeah that's weird. There's like, there's human eyes in the mask already. Uh, but she's interrupted by the shopkeeper. He slams the door behind him, and all the masks look around. <laughs> <laughs> I think Carly Beth doesn't notice that at all, though. No, she doesn't notice any of this stuff. She noticed the mask of her smiling, but none of this. None of, none of these other masks smiling. <laughs> none of this <laughs> Toy Story shit. <laughs> <gasps> Maybe that's what it is. This is just Toy Story. Except only masks. Except everything's evil and only masks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's more like Toy Soldiers. I've never seen that movie, though. It's it's scary. Uh. It's not fun. It's not a fun movie. I thought it was. Talking toys. No, no, no. But hey, we cut to commercial right here, and you know that this is where another fucking chapter ended. (laughs) Yep. We cut to break, and when we return, the shopkeep is like, what are you doing here? Again. Uh, (laughs) He says, these masks aren't for sale. And instead of being like, oh, okay, thanks anyway, bye, she yeah. asks why that is. He says that the masks are too scary. Too frightening. She says that she wants one for revenge, which apparently is a language that he understands. <laughs> right, that's what I thought, yeah. His mood changes. 
He asks her for her name, name, and she says, Carly Beth. (laughs) (laughs) He seems like he'll let up and give her one of the masks, but then he doesn't. CB ain't got time for all this, so she just grabs one of the masks and jukes her way out of the store. Oh my god. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) She throws the money at him. She just makes it rain. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. I love it. (laughs) Big plays. He's like, no, that mask was actually $100. (laughs) Too bad. Everything's 30. (laughs) That's all she has. The the shopkeeper tries to stop her, but like, not that much. Yeah. He's like, "Eh, my priceless mask, but whatever. (laughs) She gets home and puts the mask on in front of the mirror, saying, Goodbye, Carly Beth. It is a great-looking mask, though. Brandon, I gotta say, though, before we go to the her house, she goes outside, and she's outside the shop. She turns around, and the dude just, like, puts the sign, just switches the sign to closed. Like, he doesn't even try. No. He doesn't leave his store. What if he can't leave his store? Oh, I didn't think of that. Mm. It's his really vacant lot. Yeah. I also get Dark Dragon vibes from this episode. I'm just going to say that. Oh, man. That only improves everything. I know, right? The only difference is that nobody hated Keith when he thought everybody hated him. And in this one, Carly Beth is actually just hated by everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So there's more of a reason. We get to nighttime, and CB's brother Noah is dressed up like some kind of flea or tick or something. (laughs) (sighs) He made all, he talked all that shit, and this is the Halloween costume he has. Well, he probably just mentioned at one point, like, huh, look at that bug, Mom. And the mom was like, oh, so he loves bugs. I hated it. <laughs> so CB jumps out now and scares him. He begs her to take the mask off. Yeah, he's terrified of that mask. Yeah, Please everyone seems mask, to be. She says, all right, and goes to pull it off. She says, hey, what is this? <laughs> she tries to pull the mask off, and it won't come off. The music starts building in intensity, and then the mask just comes off. Yeah, and you know that was another chapter in. Yes. I can't, this mask felt like it was stuck on me forever. Next chapter. And you're like, And I pulled it off. <laughs> and then I pulled just a little bit harder. <laughs> so CB goes downstairs and puts the mask back on again. We get the first person shots of her sneaking around the house. She picks up the mask of her that her mom made and puts it on top of a broomstick mm-hmm. and adds a red scarf to simulate gore. It's pretty great though, like how quickly she figured out like that addition to her costume, which is like the perfect addition really, if you think about it. Like it's great. She did a good yeah, job. I wouldn't have thought of that. No, me neither. I wouldn't have thought about it using that as a head on a spike thing. It was awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of using that mask or thinking about that mask at all. <laughs> uh, you know, it smiled at her. It captivated her. <laughs> <laughs> so her mama wants to see her in that awesome duck costume, but she runs out of the house quickly. Mom's baking cookies, too. She's, I, I think, <sighs> baking on fucking cookies. Uh, yeah, she is. And then her dad calls and she's like, oh, that's your dad. Yeah, she says, hope dad's having a good trip in Chicago. So... She has a dad. He's not important to the story at all, but just no. gotta let you know. Neither's the mom, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, she she makes like half the props in this episode. True, true, true. <laughs> so we cut to outside, and CB is fast walking down the street, making her way, downtown. growling and snarling at trick or treaters and dogs. Yep. She sees two kids walking together and decides, well, this must be Chuck and Steve. Oh my God! Right. Just two kids. She's like, there they are. I know it. (laughs) That's silly. I loved it. She goes and growls at them, and it totally is just some random kids. Yeah, she like rips the costume off of one of them, and she's like, you're not Chuck and Steve. We know. (laughs) So we see that we're just in front of Sabrina's house now, and Sabrina walks out in the coolest fucking mouse costume. Oh, man. Are you sure she's not a cat? No, I'm absolutely not sure. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what this is. It's some kind of... It's a mammal of sorts. Mammal, yes. (laughs) 
Do you think Carly Best's mom made that too? Probably. <laughs> no one in town is allowed to pick out their own Halloween costume. No, Carly Best's mom. She's like the sorting hat from Harry Potter. <laughs> you are a cockroach. <laughs> I love it. Carly Best's mom's the best now. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Sabrina says that that's a cool mask and comments on the ugly Carly Beth mask on a pike. She thinks it's cool, but it's totally not. Mm-mm. Carly Beth says, yeah, it's who I used to be. And Sabrina picks up on that being a totally weird thing to say. But Carly Beth just brushes it off. They start walking down the street and Sabrina begins interrogating her about the creepy mask. Oh my God. She yeah. touches it and says that it feels like real skin. She caresses Carly Beth's face. <laughs> Can I feel it? <laughs> she, she like lovingly caresses it, <laughs> and then she wipes yeah. it on her costume because it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she thinks that's gross and too freaky for words. And would Carly Beth please take it off? She freaks out. She wants her to take it off, but then Carly Beth freaks out even more. Oh my God. She shakes her friend. And growls at her and tells her to shut up, shut up, and we fade to black. Yeah. And that's the end of part one of Haunted Mask. It was a good episode. I wish it was complete, of course, but that's okay. R.L. Stein does what R.L. Stein wants, so. Yeah. I mean, he wrote it as one book. You know, I know that there's a lot of two-parters in, in Goosebumps, and that's okay. I mean, yeah. the books aren't very long themselves, but... I mean, jeez, Arl Stein, he just crammed so much content, you know? <laughs> no, he's like, you can't cut even anything from my books. <laughs> yeah, to accurately translate my vision. It was good, though. I liked it but a yeah, lot. That's that's the first episode of Goosebumps. You liked it. Yeah, I thought I it was liked great. it a lot, too. I thought it was great. I'm looking forward to the next part. Um, I'm really, like I said, I'm. we've had a lot of, like, um, new stuff, because... The last 12 episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark that we did were all, like, really well acted and, um, like, a continuous story. And it's it feels so good to be back to, like, the not the best acting and just seeing 90s kids again, you know? We haven't yeah. had 90s kids in forever. It's got a vibe. 90s shows just have a certain vibe. And l- like we mentioned before... Like, child actors now are just better. Yeah. I don't know are. what it is, but we've just evolved as a species. They like, I don't know. It's like they don't say yes to any kid that walks in the set or something. I don't know. So, Cortland, what, if any, morals do you think that this part of the story has hmm. for us? Well, I think a big thing is not to, like, torment one kid at school. Not to say, like, you know, should spread it around or anything. Don't torment kids at school. It's it's not good. Yeah. Bullying uh, sucks. Yeah. Um. You know, back, I got something to say, Brandon, about this bullying thing. So, at yeah. the beginning of the episode, when they're walking through the pumpkin patch, Sabrina scares Carly Beth. And she says, oh, I, you know, everybody knows you're such a scaredy cat. And then she gets upset in this ending part where she's getting strangled by Carly Beth. Well, before she gets strangled, because Carly Beth is like, you know, so into wanting to scare Steve and Chuck. Mm-hmm. And she's all like, oh, you know, why do you want revenge kind of shit? Like, she's trying to be the voice of reason or whatever. But like, at the beginning of the episode, you already showed that you're, you're yes, mean to Carly Beth. She's part of the fair. problem. It's not fair. Even, I don't like even her best friend is like, just stop being fucking scared, you loser. Yeah. That just was weird to me. Yeah. So definitely more of the story, like, don't be mean to your friends, too. I mean, like, Sabrina's not the worst, but she's not the best. No. Don't exploit your friend's weaknesses for personal gain. Don't steal stuff, also. Like, even if you throw money at someone, if you take something that they say you can't have, that's still stealing. Yeah. To to Carly Best's point, though, like, he fucking locked her in the back room of his shop which is hey, really creepy next moral don't go in back rooms just ever yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> um don't walk around alone at night i mean i know she wasn't alone but like two kids it's basically being alone like you're yeah. gonna tell me that you're scared of everything and you're gonna walk around at like 10 o'clock at night through a fucking pumpkin patch and going into a creepy ass shop all by yourself like you're just asking she, for it, carly she Beth. is oddly inconsistent with what she's afraid of 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the real dangers. <laughs> yeah. She's afraid of everything, but not the things that she should be afraid of. Yeah. She has no stranger danger. All right. Well, the next episode is Haunted Mask Part 2. What? Surprise, surprise. What do you think happens from here on out, Coral? Well, fucking R.L. Stein already ruined it. The power of love is going to prevail. And God she... damn it, R.L. <laughs> um. I think she's going to end up in that fucking duck costume, is what I think is going to happen. God, I hope so. Yeah, me too. I think, obviously, she's going to have an issue where she can't take the mask off. And she's going to be like, oh no, what what do I do? And then I don't know what's going to happen. But something with that fucking bust of her head. You think that's going to be the ticket? I think so. All I hope for, Brandon, is that she ends up in that fucking duck costume, though. (laughs) That's all I want. Well, hopefully you're in luck. Isn't there a Haunted Mask 2 as well? Yes. There's okay. a full sequel. You know, I think we should mention the cover of this book, though, because it is fantastic. Have you seen it recently? Yeah, I have. Okay. It is, it's got, like, the perfect colors. Uh, Carly Best in her fucking um, overalls putting on the Haunted Mask, which they did a great job. Like, it, it doesn't look exactly like the cover of the book, but they did a really good job of, like, interpreting it. I love it. I yeah, love Goosebumps covers. They are the best same. part of this. They whole are fucking, fantastic. Best part of the whole fucking whatever this is, the series or whatever. Yeah, like I collected the Goosebumps books, and like I said, I didn't read through all of them, but I just loved looking at the covers yeah. and seeing all the different stories. They're so good because they all have like different color. Uh, like they're all color coded differently. Like Haunted Mask is blue. Night of Living Dummy has, like, this red board around it. I always love looking at, like, the spine of the book and seeing, like, the different colors and stuff. Yep. You walk into that Scholastic Book Fair and you see the new Goosebump there and you're like, oh, shit. I love it. It's so good. But there's there's also some Goosebumps covers that are terrible. <laughs> and I can't wait to see them. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it for this week. Alrighty. That was fun. It was a nice, uh, yeah. nice start to Goosebumps. I, I liked it a lot. I can't wait to see what the next episode, I, how this thrilling story ends, even though Arnold Stein ruined it for me already. We already know how it ends, but it'll be a fun ride. Yeah, definitely. So we've been up all night. We'll mm-hmm. see you guys next week for Haunted Mask Part 2. Yay. Haunted Mask 1 Part 2, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Haunted <laughs> Mask Part 1 Part 2. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye, everybody. Mouth opened and it smiled at me.